Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. There isn't What is it? There isn't Let's get to it. Question, Let's get absolutely. to it. A speech is not what you In fact, you went to, to Texas. Let's get to you it. You went to Texas. Please, please get to your question. Well, if I may, ask my question. You went to please Texas for a gay and lesbian fundraiser, okay? I've talked to the, ta- to the taxpayers, the voters, the, the citizens of Chicago, mostly uh, black and brown. They say that they resent that. Will you recall, rescind your violent tweet to uh, call to arms? No, let, yes him, let, no. Him, let, him, let him talk. The more will he talks, you, the more stupid he sounds. Please continue. Will you rescind your call to arms tweet in the light of the mass shooting in downtown Chicago? So, as stupid as you think that may be. So let me just deconstruct, you, let me just deconstruct the series of lies that you just spewed, as you do every time you come to one of my press conferences. Number one, our tourism numbers are off the charts. McCormick Place uh, is about 90% uh, capacity from what it used to be uh, pre-pandemic. So that's lie number one. Lie number two is that um, somehow the the call to arms, a call to action that I issued in the context of the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade and basically turn back the clock 50 years' time where women are not going to be able to be in control of their other bodies? No, sir. I will not. I will not stand down. I will not retreat because women in this country are not going to stand for some unelected body to tell us that we don't have the right to control the circumstances and the way and where in which we uh, produce our children. So you, 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 you're going to let me speak, sir. You're not going to talk over me. That's not the rules here in this press conference. And if you don't want to abide by those rules, you can take your nonsense someplace else. Because I am about full up with you. I'm not finished. Let me just finish. And the, and the nonsense that you're spewing, that tourists aren't coming to our city, all you have to do is walk up and down Michigan. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. You will stop speaking. You will stop speaking. You're, you're, you're full of crap. And that's the nicest thing that I can say. I will not let you spoil this moment. And I will not let you. If you do not, if you do not stop. No, she's the question. Keep it down. Harold. Respect her the way she respected you. Harold, if you do not stop, you will be. I will ask you to leave, and I will make sure that the police take you out of here. You will not act like this, sir. You can talk and say whatever you want on the street, but in here, in my press conference, you will not act like that, sir. And let me be clear with you. I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm not doing a victory lap. What I'm saying is that after 30 years of futility, the men and women of this city will have good paying jobs that they can build a future on. What I'm also saying is that the taxpayer of the city will not have to be called upon again to shore up our police and fire pensions. Now, you don't want to hear the facts because you can't handle the truth, sir. But that is the truth. Oh, Nicholson. With Nicholson on him. (laughs) With Nicholson on him. You can't handle the truth. I'd never heard that one before, but uh, obviously that is uh, William Kelly. Oh, obviously, I think it's William Kelly. Is that correct? Dave? I have no uh, clue. You don't know. Oh, William Kelly is a Samaga guy uh, who um, has some affiliation with some, I don't know, some MAGA news thing. And so he shows up at press conferences. He's filming himself ripping in the Lori Lightfoot. Uh, and uh, he's built quite a following doing this. He's a complete MAGA guy. Uh, and whether he knows or cares, he absolutely feeds in uh, to Lori Lightfoot's re-election campaign. I think she really enjoys those moments where William Kelly stands up uh, and does some MAGA stuff at her, and then she just cremates him. Who is cheering, by the way? Do you know? Or is that you? Did you put that cheer over that? Is yeah. that something? You did? I was having people over at my house, and they were enjoying <laughs> that. I guess. I mean, in the middle of a press conference, people start ch- cheering. Uh, so I don't know who is cheering on that one, but uh, yeah, it's just. You know, I, I, when I was listening to that, um, I, I was like, yeah, you give him hell, Lori Lightfoot. I'm almost like, 
Oh, I'm ready to vote for you right now. You're standing up to MAGA. And that's, that's, that's where we're at D see, see what I'm saying? That's where we're at. And that's why he plays into her. So I'm like always uh, criticizing Lori Lightfoot. Uh, she's not progressive enough. She's not lefty enough. She broke her promises, but then MAGA, they, for some reason they hate her, which I, well, that's a whole other story. Why MAGA hates Lori Lightfoot. Uh, and, uh, so when they denounce her and she, and she crushes them, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And D I got, this is really embarrassing. I'm going to make this confession because I really don't, uh, hold back. It was actually going to be my opening, but I'll, I'll just say it now. You know, like yesterday I'm watching this, uh, uh, commercial that Dick Cheney did for his daughter, Liz Cheney. And, um, and I don't know if you saw it, D it was, uh, it was some tweets that the campaign sent out. And it was about how Trump is the worst president we've ever had, the greatest threat to our country, and he loves his daughter, et cetera, and so forth. And I'm like, oh, my God. I, I, I'm sorry. I can't get sentimental about this. I can't, I can't get, you know, like emotional about it in any way because what Dick Cheney did was so horrific. You know, and I and I and I actually believe this. Like, I think what Dick Cheney did was worse than what Donald Trump did. Yeah. Hey, Trump, you can take that piece and send it out. I always ask them to do it. D. They never do. You know what I'm saying? Can you imagine if they did that in a magazine? Well, I really like this guy. <laughs> then they listen to the rest of it. But I mean, how many war- two wars? <laughs> and led in many ways to where we're at right now. So it's an abomination where we are right now i find it very frightening but i don't know d you know what i'm saying it's like it's, i'm having a hard time going yeah dick cheney okay you and i are on the same side uh, uh, just like uh, man we're, sometimes the world is just so weird i wish i was smoking reefer again thought i gave that up a long time ago anyway william kelly in his own bizarre way is Lori lightfoot's greatest ally along with johnny canzara who else rips her from the right d uh oh uh well, Raylo, <laughs> Ed Burke. So if she wins re-election, I do think she will. She should send them, uh, William Kelly some roses. How about that, D? And that is how you do a cold opening. Great job, Ben. And by the way, hey, you came all the way around. Look for Ben to be voting for Lightfoot. All right. Cool. All right. Your Ben Jarofsky show for Friday, August 5th. Oh, what a week. Is brought to you by SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana. The Chicago Federation of Labor. What's so funny? Just the declaration, Ben Mooney for Lightfoot. Yeah, you voted for it, and you have this little middle middle period where you're like, we're like, what, what the hell am I thinking? Now you're like, I think you're gonna vote for her again with that speech there. Let me just say one thing to you: let in the light, okay? (laughs) Whatever happened to those little? Oh man, did you? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up because we're gonna do a little special here. We're gonna compare and contrast. I have an ad from Lori Lightfoot when she was running for mayor. And then we're going to play one, uh, the, her re-election ad. We're going to contrast. So. How come we didn't discuss that in the pre-show production meeting? That we, <laughs> we don't have those. Those tend to ruin it. So, I, so here we go. All right. SEIU Healthcare, Illinois, Indiana. The Chicago Federation of Labor. The Chicago Teachers Union. And Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for all things there is to know the city of Chicago. Where to go, what to do, what to eat, what to drink. What oh. kind of pot to smoke? Sometimes. And columns from our very own Ben Jarofsky. Ben, tell us about this week's column in the reader. Oh, my God. Do I have a blast with this week's column in the reader? Well, first of all, the upcoming one, which I'm all getting ready, guys. I'm going to do a TIFF story. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> Get I'm got unleashed. I may actually talk about it in today's show. The, uh, it's the lies that continue uh, about the TIFF program in the city of Chicago. So, yeah, that's what I got up my sleeve. Chicago Reader, chicagoreader.com. And if you want to help out this program, you can. Chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky. J-O-R-A-V is in victory, S-K-Y. It is Friday, August 5th. And this is the Ben Jarofsky Show's Oh, What a Week. Now your host, oh, Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarofsky. 
Hello, everybody. Bendrowski here. We're calling this the Ranking Friday, and here's why. Before we get to Oh, What a Week, I'm going to tell you why we're calling this the Ranking Friday. Because the Washington Post. I now subscribe to the Washington Post. One more newspaper for me to read on a regular basis. As if I don't have enough. Well, at least I don't get the newspaper delivered. It's just online, but whatever. Uh, I'm a millennial, finally. I, <laughs> I subscribe online. Actually, kind of enjoy don't let any millennials know that, D. All right, anyway, so they have this regular rankings thing they do, D. Can I just, just go on this little rant here for a moment? Like, they got all these geeks and nerds who are like big shots at the Washington Post and the New York Times because they know so much about politics and they're so geeky. <laughs> okay. D, I somehow or other miss that train. I've been geeky and nerdy about politics since hmm, conservative, I would say 1970. <laughs> when, what? Why am I in an attic? Okay. <laughs> How come I'm not one of the geeky nerdy guy? Well, I wouldn't be here that long if that were the case. <laughs> uh, at the Washington Post. So they get these <laughs> the geeky nerdy political guys that nobody wants to have sitting with in the cafeteria. Oh, God, don't sit next to him. We'll start talking about politics. Uh, and... <laughs> They just put those guys like in their own little corner of the Washington Post. Oh, you have to sit over there now. Don't leave that corner. Okay. We're going to go compare algorithms. Uh, anyway, uh, so they do a ranking. And so now, that, you know, in the old, when Trump was the president, they were ranking which, which Democrat is most likely to be run against Trump, 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 Trump. Now they do which Republican is most likely to be the nominee uh, in 2004 uh, if Donnie does not run for reelection. So they do this from time to time. They have their new rankings out. So, Dennis, here you go now. No pre-show planning, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Should have seen his face. Uh, no prep, no net. Who is currently number one among all the Republicans in the country uh, as ranked by the, uh, the nerds and the geeks at the, new, <laughs> at the Washington Post uh, to be the most likely candidate? against who, I don't know, if Joey Biden runs or whoever. Go ahead. Ron DeSantis. What did you just say? Ron DeSantis. You are correct. Ding, 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 ding. You are good. Very good. Oh, man. Yeah, me tripping there for a minute. You know, and uh, here I am. I'm, like, looking down the list. Like, is there anybody that I could vaguely see myself voting for on this list? Guess what the answer is, D? And negative. Number two on the list is Mike Pence. Who the hell... Who are you guys kidding? No, no Republicans going to vote for Mike Pence. Um, all right. Now, without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, the pride and joy of all Illinois with Oh, What a Week. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Let's find out what happened in Chicago and or Illinois this week. We begin in Chicago and we begin with our Chicago mayor and someone had a birthday this week. That's right. <laughs> it was Mayor Lightfoot's birthday this week. Ben, how old is Mayor Lightfoot? Oh, man, I could. I, I'm. This is nothing but trouble. For You're just trying to get me in trouble. All right? That's what you're doing. I know. You're just trying to get me in trouble. All right? I'm not. Hey, what do you always say? I may have been born at night, but it wasn't last night. Oh, uh, yeah. Lori Lightfoot is 42 years old. Oh, I see what you're doing. Did you yeah, say 42? 42? Maybe 41. I don't know. One or the other. I can't remember. Just want to make sure you didn't cut out. 42 is what you said? Uh, yeah, 42. Uh, 42. Okay, maybe 43. Oh, all right. Playing the smart route. Uh, Lori Lightfoot turned 60 years old this week. Oh, she's younger than I am. Don't worry about it, Mayor Lightfoot. <laughs> Nothing but good times ahead. If you play your cards right, you too will be doing a podcast from your attic in about <laughs> five years. Happy birthday, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Yeah, happy birthday, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Apparently, been. Maybe voting for you. All right. Now, in case you weren't aware, the mayor is running for re-election, and we have yet to see a big splash from the Mayor Lightfoot campaign since she announced her re-election. We haven't seen any major endorsements or donations, really. But that all changed this week. Is it money? No, it is an endorsement, though. And I'm sure it was a nice birthday present. Tammy Duckworth. I have the audio. She made a video about it. Hello, this is Senator Tammy Duckworth, and I am proud to endorse my good friend, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, for her re-election campaign. This city needs someone who shows up for them, and Mayor Lightfoot has done that time and again in her term in office. 
Throughout the pandemic, Mayor Lightfoot effectively combated COVID-19 while prioritizing Focus. equity and inclusion. She consistently brings that same level of dedication to every other issue affecting working families, including her recent raising of the minimum wage in Chicago. Mayor Lightfoot's doing a great job for the people of Chicago, and I am proud to support her for another term. There we go. That doesn't hurt. Well, we uh, discussed this yesterday. I'm just going to give a little tease here, D. In the radio business, is called a tease. All right, take notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we, <laughs> it's a miracle I remembered the word tease. Uh, we did this. Uh, we had a conversation with the political know-it-alls, Danny P., Danny Pogoshelsky, uh, Jacob Kaplan, executive director of the Cook County Democratic Party. Uh, we talked about the endorsements uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot is getting. Uh, and the point I made was, here's an issue. The further away you get from the city of Chicago, uh, the uh, the more likely the endorsements are going to come in. So, I mean, uh, Tammy Duckworth is, is in, in uh, uh, Washington. I mean, I know she's a senator from Illinois, but you know, her, she's in Washington, far removed. Uh, and uh, I think Bobby Rush also endorsed. Uh, Lori Lefway, he's not running for re-election anyway. He's a congressman far removed. Danny Davis, he, you know, he's, his re-election is guaranteed. So in other words, the further you are away from the voters uh, and retribution by the voters for getting involved in Chicago politics, uh, the more likely you are to get involved in Chicago politics. Uh, J.B. Pritzker, on the other hand, uh-uh, <laughs> he, he did not endorse uh, Mayor Lori Lefway. He said, well, you know, I got my own campaign to worry about. Uh, and obviously, he's very much aware that uh, Lori Lightfoot uh, is, how do I put this, D, uh, uh, disliked as much as she's liked in the city of Chicago. How about that? Is that a nice euphemistic way of putting it? It's like as many people really who really, really like her, there's an equal number who really, really don't like her. I didn't think you could top that 42-year-old comment. You just did. Great job. <laughs> 42 years. I... Uh, I, I'd go with 43, you know, if I was doing over under in Vegas. Uh, so uh, I just thought that was pretty interesting. You know, he's like, oh, I don't want to get in the middle of this one. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? D? So he, he stayed out of yeah. it. But Tammy Duckworth, she, I, I mean, I'll, right now, I'll bet you there's not one listener. One listener. Uh, and uh, in the whole universe, and we get people that listen to us from all over the world. Who knows who Tammy Duckworth's opponent is, the Republican nominee uh, in November's election? Not one. And we worked so hard, Dennis. We, you and I have really worked hard to educate our listeners, most of whom do live in Chicago, about Darren Bailey. We were talking. We've been talking about DB, the big feller, for since I've been on the air, really. And just the other day, I was t- talking to someone at the hideout. I will not name names. Okay. It was not one of our regular listeners. It was somebody who happened to be there that night. And I mentioned the name Darren Bailey. And this person said, who's that? So Chicagoans tend to live in a bubble and they don't know, you know, what's outside the bubble. So we've done our best to try to educate people about Darren Bailey, but we've not even, I'm speaking from, I've not even mentioned the uh, Republican uh, battle for the nomination to run against Tammy Duckworth. Uh, and so as a result, I don't believe anybody in our listening audience knows who the candidate is. And I would think the overwhelming majority of people uh, in the state of Illinois don't know who the candidate is. They just know they like Tammy Duckworth. And that's why Tammy Duckworth is free to do something like endorse Lori Lightfoot. Right, Dave? Because there's no consequence for it except for making Lori Lightfoot happy, which could help at some point down the road. And if Lori Lightfoot loses, oh, well. No, it's not like she went to Vegas. Uh, and uh, what what uh, what was the line from the Albert Brooks movie? The family, the, the nest egg. I, you invested the nest egg? It was a very funny movie. His family's fortune bad and lost it in Vegas. Yeah. Or maybe his wife lost it. I can't. One or the other lost the nest egg, all right? It was a movie I saw a long time ago, people. Don't hold me accountable. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, Salvi is the name of the Republican nominee who is running against uh, Tammy Duckworth. So anyway, Tammy Duckworth is free to do whatever she wants, D, because well, there's not going to be a consequence. And rumor has it Pritzker's just waiting for a really horrible candidate to run for mayor. Then he'll put ads out to, you know, <laughs> pump them up a little bit. He likes doing that. It's weird. 
<laughs> very good. That's subtle. I like that. Very subtle. Nuanced. Who was someone was saying the message should be more nuanced. Ever since I've been like going, yeah, nuanced. Okay. Dems nuanced. Right. I say that a lot now. My wife will say, what do you want for dinner? Nuanced. Okay. Here you <laughs> I go. don't know what that is. Eggs. Is there eggs in that? All right. <laughs> So I thought we would do something a little different here today. Okay. I have two ads, all right? Both from Lori Lightfoot. Hmm. One from before she came mayor, and the other, well, Ben, I'm sure you will have plenty to say about this, a video we have yet to play here on the program. It's Mayor Lori Lightfoot's re-election announcement ad. So I figured, you know, let's compare and contrast. Let's listen to the ad from 2019, and then we'll listen to the new one. And I mean, if it's bad, we'll just edit it out. All right, here we go. <laughs> Let's play the first ad from 2019, a mayoral hopeful. Candidates try distancing themselves from Ed Burke. The truth is they're all tied to the same broken Chicago machine, except me. I'm Lori Lightfoot. I've prosecuted corrupt aldermen and held police accountable. Now I'm running for mayor to finally make City Hall work for you. With an elected school board, making all neighborhoods safe and reducing the unfair tax burden on working families. Shady backroom deals haven't served us. It's time to bring in the light. Well, what are your thoughts on that, Ed? Well, in retrospect, uh, didn't really do any of those things. Well, <laughs> definitely didn't. She fought, kicking and screaming every step of the way, uh, Deli Ramirez and uh, Rob Marker's attempt uh, to get the state to pass an elected school board. Uh, and then for <laughs> that was but the broken promise number one, because once she realized that, uh, what, it would controlling the school board, gave you a f power over like TIF expenditures. That's kind of, it's really behind this going guys. I don't want to have to explain it to you, but a lot of money's at stake and just, you know, you just, it, 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 you don't have to worry about any opposition. They just rubber stamp what you do. She's like, Oh, I like this. Forget that elected school board stuff. And then she got uh, one of the very sun times and the tribune and the usual corporate characters in this town to sign onto it. Uh, but I give the sometimes credit. They are getting more liberal over the last few months. But so, uh, yeah, so she broke that promise. Safer neighborhoods. And crime big issue right now. And let's remember, yeah. this ad worked on you. You no, voted for it. Voted for it twice. And, but the big push, the big push, which uh, I, I have to go back and listen to this, was the show. She came to the hideout. I've told this many times. She sat on stage with me and Mick Dumpke. And she looked at me and she goes, this guy... This guy is so dumb. Watch what I do. And she literally told me everything I wanted to hear. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, yeah. finally, a mayor who speaks to me. And Mick was like, don't fall for it, Ben. No, no. Well, then she started getting Mick. Oh, I love Bruce Springsteen. Oh, my God. She's amazing. <laughs> then he started falling for it. Like, oh, my God. Really, all you got to say to Mick is I love Bruce Springsteen. By the way, I just can I just let another cat out of the back? Um. So the only man in Chicago who loves uh, Bruce Springsteen more uh, than Mick Dumpke is a uh, TV show host named Mark Bazer, who's been a guest on the show many times. And when I saw in the paper that uh, it was costing over five grand, hello, to go see a Bruce Springsteen concert, <laughs> the so-called working man. Yeah. Uh, I just, I took a picture of the headline deep. You're proud of me. I've learned how to do screen snapshots or whatever they're called. <laughs> And uh, I now send them out all the time. People are like, whoa, who is this? Uh, and um, so I sent it to Bazer, and he's going to face the, you know, he's coming on. He goes, I'll come on and I'll address this oh, good. issue. Here. Good, good, good. I'm uh, so he's not ducking and dodging. He'll be coming on. We'll do a whole Bruce Springsteen conversation. So, yes, uh, Mick would have been mushing her hands uh, had she played the Springsteen card, but. She, who is she? Oh, who's Lori Life? Uh, Todd Rundgren. Remember? That's her guy, Todd Rundgren. She likes 70s rock, but her favorite is Todd Rundgren. All right. So that was the ad from 2019. Now let's hear the ad that we haven't played on the show. Uh, it's when she announced her reelection. It's long. All right. Just heads up, everybody. This is a long video. So just, you know, and Ben, feel free to go, ah, oh, brother, or whatever you're going to do <laughs> between the video. And then you weigh in. Do that at the opening. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Oh, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of them. Here we go. 
They say I'm tough. Today, Mayor Lightfoot doubled down. They say I get angry. She's had some tough battles. They say sometimes I take things personally. You know what I say? They're absolutely right. When we fight for change, confront a global pandemic, work to keep kids in school, take on guns and gangs, systemic inequality and political corruption, only to have powerful forces try and stop progress for Chicago, of course I take it personally, for our city. Change doesn't happen without a fight. It's hard, it takes time. And I'll be the first to admit, I'm just not the most patient person. I'm only human. And I guess sometimes it shows. But just because some may not always like my delivery doesn't mean we're not delivering. Chicago, the one and only Lori Lightfoot, launches a plan that will help rebuild Chicago's infrastructure while also creating thousands of jobs. Investing a uh, billion dollars in affordable housing. Invest Southwest initiative. The mayor laid out her public she safety agenda. She came to agenda. talk about guns, gangs, Large and gun buyback program. Lori Lightfoot takes a strong stand in support of police. more detectives mayor on the street lashed out at President Donald Trump. Trump. giving me anxiety. All these voices. Her handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. The equity rapid response. She has a lot of accomplishments. I don't look or sound like any other mayor we've ever had before. And I've had to fight to get a seat at the table. And like so many in our city, I've had to fight to have my voice heard. That's why I'll never back down from fighting every day to turn your voice into action. It's you that I fight for. All the people who love, breathe, and believe in making the greatest city in the world even greater. You love the city as much as I do. The fact is, because of you, Chicago is coming back. When we got knocked down by COVID, we came together as a city and we got right back up. It's music. That's I don't know, it's like a movie, dude. And that's how we've been able to make so much progress, despite all that's been thrown at us. 30 seconds, come on. Of course there are tough challenges. Wrap it up. We have a lot of work to do because change just doesn't happen overnight. But together, we will make our city safer, fairer, and more equitable for all. Now, let's get back to work. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Well, let me say this. that is sort of a variation of Rahm Emanuel's uh, sweater ad. If you remember that one, D. Mm-hmm. So essentially, Rahm was just, uh, I'm going to clean up my language, a raging jerk for four years. Uh, and was rude and crude and uh, dismissive and arrogant. Uh, and he, he was patronizing uh, to people who criticize him and he pandered to uh, rich people uh, and he used Chicago uh, as a backdrop for uh, his, to like make himself look good and help him launch a career to something else. Okay. And then by uh, the the time it came around to run for reelection, everyone in Chicago was pretty much sick of him. Uh, Tony Preckwinkle would have mopped the floor with him if he had the guts to run, but I don't get me started on that one. D. so then he did the sweater commercial. I know I've been mean and I got to sometimes I just want to save our city so much. I have to be a raging jerk. And then he just to make sure he dragged in Barack Obama. Oh, God, I don't know if I'll really ever forgive Barack Obama for this. All the commercial. Oh, he's a little rough around the edges, but uh, he, he, that means he cares. Oh, I see. He cares because he's a raging jerk. Is that what, is that what caring is? So here's Lori Lightfoot, who spent the last four years fighting with everybody. And now she's doing the same thing. It's, I care about you. So that's why I'm a raging jerk. You know, so I, I don't know, D. Personally, I don't like bosses who are raging jerks. That's just me. And you know that. You've seen me in action over the years. And we'll just leave it at that. And, uh, and by the way, Dennis doesn't like bosses who are raging jerks either. And we'll leave that at that. Yeah. So the point is, I I don't appreciate to put my Lori Lightfoot style. I don't think it's showing leadership 
when she's a jerk to people. I don't think it's showing leadership when she's disrespectful, where she cuts people off, where she doesn't listen to people, where she just like maligns them and mocks them and mutters imprecations about them. No, I don't think that's leadership. I just think that's being a bully. And I don't think she should get a pass for her behavior because she's a woman. I, I Bullies are bullies. I don't like them. So I don't buy it, but here's the big but. I am a minority in the city of Chicago. And my fellow Chicagoans are eating it up. They, they love mean. They love nasty. They love bullies. You keep electing them, Chicago. That's what you think is solid leadership. I just, one example, just she said in that, what did she say? I took notes. I can't read my uh, notes. Oh, I, uh, she was trying to do all these good things, but powerful forces stood in her way. And by chance, ladies and gentlemen, powerful forces. Like, who did you ever stand up to, Mayor Lori Lightfoot? That was a powerful force. I never saw you stand up uh, to uh, Kenny G and the gazillionaires. I never stood you stand up for taxpayers uh, fighting for the fair tax. You were missing an action in that fight. I'm like, I didn't see you stand up for more funding for the Chicago public schools. You told the teachers to shut up and go back in the classroom when they went on strike to get more nurses. They had to go on strike to get more nurses. I, I don't know what the powerful forces are that were against you. Like the powerful forces, the city of Chicago seem to be pretty content with you. So, I was thinking about that because yesterday, by chance, one of our weekend drops is with a uh, Chicago public school librarian, Nora Wiltsey, uh, and we talk about cuts at the Chicago public schools. I think there's only out of over 500 schools, I'm doing this off the top of my head, 80 have librarians. I mean, I don't know, it gets pretty basic. Public school gets a librarian. So let me ask you this, what powerful force was resisting you to hire more librarians. None, because you never, you were the powerful force <laughs> that resisted hiring more librarians. So D, I just feel like it's more of the same. It's like a commercial by Rom. Daly didn't even bother with those commercials. He was just sort of a jerk to people. You know what I'm saying? I don't remember Richard M. Daly having to like apologize for who he was ever. So I will concede that Rom and Lori Lightfoot have been held to different standards than Mayor Daly. Remember, Mayor, I don't know if you remember this. Mayor Daly was the one who told McDumpkey he was going to stick a gun up his butt and shoot him. No, I, mean, I don't remember him doing an apology for that. On Maybe he did a, like, a, I don't I don't even remember if he apologized to Mick for that. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't buy it. Uh, it reminds me of Rom. Uh, and I predict it will work. I predict Lori Lightfoot will win re-election. This is just the kind of message that Chicagoans love to hear. Uh, there will be an abysmal t voter turnout, D, uh, and she will. it'll go to a runoff, and I don't know who will be in the runoff against her, and she will win. That's my prediction. So that was fun, right? We took those ads and compared and contrasted. Don't fall for it again, Ben. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I see it's like working. If she's running against like some MAGA person, D, I don't know, man. <laughs> oh no, it, and it could be one of those things where it's sort of like I always vote for her, <laughs> and then years later I'll be like, "What did I do? <laughs> where did I go wrong? <laughs> I need help." All right, in other news, Chicagoans, if you're bummed out that you missed Lollapalooza this year and you still have yet to see one, well, don't worry, because apparently you'll get 10 more chances to see the stupid thing. Lollapalooza is here to stay for 10 more years. Son of a bitch. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot said Monday the new 10-year Lollapalooza contract is better for the city than the previous decade-long agreement. How the deal works, according to a statement from the mayor's office, the Chicago Park District receives a share of all C3 revenue streams ranging from 5% to 20%, depending on total festival revenue. C3 is a, a huge organization that uh, C3, I forget what it stands for, I should know this, um, that is the sponsor, it puts together a Lollapalooza. So they're ones making the money off of it. And uh, uh, they're controversial in their own right. 
C3 commits $2.2 million to Chicago Public Schools and additional capital funding for the Chicago Park District for a Grant Park tennis court renovation project. The festival, Lollapalooza, will be held on the last weekend of July or the first weekend in August of each year during the term. C3 guarantees a minimum payment to the Chicago Park District of $2 million if a four-day festival is held, $1.5 million if a three-day festival is held, and $750,000 if no festival is held. The maximum number of attendees for the festival at any time shall not exceed 115000 So those are the details we know as of now. All right. Well, uh, let me comment on this right now. Uh Listeners know I'm not a big fan of Lollapalooza. Uh, I've reached that uh, stage where I don't like, I probably it's in this stage my whole life one way or the other. Uh, I don't like big gatherings with uh, tons of people. And um, so I probably, I wouldn't go to Lollapalooza in a million years. And I, I don't, I can't say I don't like the bands there because I don't know, I don't follow uh, contemporary music as everybody knows and teases me. Uh, and, and I'm more of a, a 70s guy, 60s and uh, jazz and pop. I always work, look at it this way. We're probably spending more money as taxpayers uh, than we're getting with Lollapalooza. So they'll always tell us how much we're getting or they'll They'll put it out. Let it, I, they just state how much we're getting. I'm not seeing the checks coming in, ladies and gentlemen, but they state how much we get. But they make a point of never telling us how much it costs. So all the total costy of like preparing uh, the place for Lollapalooza, the repairing it, the damage done after Lollapalooza, the police overtime, et cetera, and so forth. Uh, there's a cost. There's an expense. Uh, I work from the assumption I've been chided by so many business people over the years, uh, starting with Mark Thomas. I got to give him a shout out. He was always giving me grief because he loved um, uh, Lollapalooza. He was he brings in money to the city of Chicago. So Ben, so stop griping about it. So, all right, you know what? If it makes them happy, uh, I'm happy. They also realized that for a lot of uh, teenagers, it's like a big coming of age experience to go to Lollapalooza, get drunk, get high, hang out with your buddies, be away from your parents and just let your freak flag fly. So all those reasons, I, I'm just not going to cry about Lollapalooza. We did the t- a conversation yesterday uh, with Michael Girardi, which I urge everybody I haven't heard to listen to because we took apart sort of the like, the mixed message that is being beamed out by Lollapalooza on so many uh, areas, particularly drug use. Uh, And uh, it is a complete hypocrisy. If you were to pick it apart, uh, you know, like this don't say no attitude that the mayor has uh, to uh, drugs in general, that the establishment has to drugs in general, uh, as compared to (laughs) looking the other way as they were encouraged kids to, like I said, let their freak flag fly and, Take whatever drugs you want uh, at Lollapalooza. And, Rob, by the way, then, uh, you know, throwing in some black kids on the west side into jail for uh, possessing marijuana or selling it in nickel bags or whatever. So, D, I just, to me, I just kind of have this, how do I, I just like sort of a disdainful attitude toward the whole thing. Can't wait when it arrives. I can't wait for it to end. I just don't like when the city pats itself on the back for Lollapalooza. Oh, what a great, another great Lala. <laughs> or do you, you know, indeed the, the sometimes they, they like, who was at Lala? You know what I'm saying? Every day, like who's at Lala? I'm like, Hey man, whatever floats your boat. You know what I mean? Well, I'm listening to some album from 1963, some Grant Green album. So I, I just, folks, I just urge you, don't believe at face value the press releases that are released by City Hall. Uh, here comes Obama. And uh, if you really care uh, about, uh, uh, you know, the cost of Lollapalooza, uh, call Matt Topic, the FOIA lawyer, and ask him uh, to FOIA uh, the budget documents for what it costs. That'd be interesting. And then you'll see. You know, be very educational. I believe in transparency. I believe in letting in the light. So... Uh, yeah, go ahead, do that, ladies and gentlemen. And now you're going to go, Ben, why don't you do it? I go, no, <laughs> I don't want to do it. There's so many things you can do it for. NASCAR. Oh, my God, what a joke that is. NASCAR, they're going to shut down Grand Park for two weeks. Then Lala comes in. <laughs> Just turn over Grand Park to corporations, Mayor Lightfoot. But Chicago, they love that. They feel really good about themselves. Ben, James Addiction came to Chicago. We're important. 
that's the other thing. Like some national band comes to Chicago. I only say Jane's Addiction D. It's the only band I know because that's the old boy who runs the uh, Lollapalooza's band. So, you know, they get so excited. Like, we're important. We matter. Jane's Addiction was here. I remember when Lady Gaga was at Lollapalooza. Remember that day? Lady Gaga was at Lollapalooza. I think oh, you yeah. were there. I was. I think, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I think you got drunk and took your shirt off. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> And you rolled around in the mud. I remember that. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was like, I, even I thought, oh, wow, Lady Gaga came to Chicago. We're important. We matter. We mean something. So, you know what, Chicago, if you feel good by turning over your parks to Lady Gaga or Jane's Addiction or NASCAR, makes you feel good. Knock yourself out. You got 10 more chances, all right? Signed a contract. 10 more years. Good. Oh, my God. Hey, how about 10 years of librarians in the public school? Oh, you didn't go, Ben. You always got to be the nation. Oh, I'll take 10 years of librarians in the public schools and swap, uh, Mayor Laura. Every public school gets a librarian. And then I'll be singing your praise for Lollapalooza. You said you had a librarian uh, uh, on the show for an interview. Were there moments where you were like, man, I'm getting real loud? And she was like, shh. <laughs> that ever happen? No, but that's pretty funny, D. <laughs> that awesome. She was a good sport. I threw a couple curveballs at her that she wasn't expecting. Uh, she was a very good sport. Let's just put it that way. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move to the statewide news. The Illinois gubernatorial election is heating up. You know mm -hmm. how I know that? Oh, because there's mm -hmm. so many ads of these two calling each other a douchebag. I can't keep track. We're going to play a couple ads in a moment in moments here. But first, is the Illinois Republican gubernatorial candidate the big feller, the wheat farmer, DB, Darren Bailey? Is he in financial trouble? Possibly. Dick Uline, the guy who's given Darren Bailey, but not Darren Bailey, millions of dollars. He came to his aid during the contentious Republican primary as well. It looks like he's pulling back on his support. Uline hasn't donated directly. To Bailey's campaign for governor since the primary. Instead, he's given uh, to this party people who play by the rules. That committee, the PAC, has run ads attacking Democratic governor. I was going to say candidate, but the governor, J.B. Pritzker. But they don't mention Darren Bailey. Apparently, there's a reason. Uline isn't happy with Bailey's campaign team. Uline wants more transparency in how his money would be spent. And apparently, Uline wants more seasoned campaigners running the show. As Shia Kapos writes in Political, those don't seem like unreasonable requests, but a person familiar with the discussions between Bailey's camp and Uline says campaign manager Jose Durbin is pushing back. Uh, I think that uh, Uline may be pulling a Kenny G here. And uh, by that, I mean, Kenny G, of course, was the gazillionaire who was funding Richard Urban uh, to the tune of, I think, 50 million, was it, D? Uh, and then when he, like, three weeks before the uh, primary election, when the polls started showing that Irvin was sinking, all of a sudden, uh, Kenny G said, crime is so bad in Chicago, I must move to Miami right now. <laughs> Man, crime's always been bad in Chicago. <laughs> Whoa, things get a little rough, and he's running. <laughs> oh, I want to be in a foxhole with that guy. So you guys are probably looking at those polls and going, mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to back this loser. Plus, nobody else is kicking it. That's the other thing. You know, D, I mean, I don't see any other rich guys in Illinois rushing to give money to um, uh, to DB, Darren Bailey. You know, like Sam Zell usually gives a lot. I haven't seen him give it. Maybe he has. I missed it, but I haven't seen it. So maybe you and I just like, yeah. Or here's my new theory. Oh. Okay, this one just popped in my head. All right. That's dangerous. Okay, here's the sound of it popping in my head. So remember how J.B. Pritzker uh, and uh, the Democratic Governors Association funded commercials that uh, were critical of uh, D.B. Darren Bailey by pointing out how uh, much of a MAGA man he was. But the purpose was to make him popular with MAGA voters so that he would win the nomination and JB would get to run against a candidate that he thought was easier to beat. Remember that day? Yeah, yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Remember that? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Huh? Yeah. Huh? I remember it. <laughs> I, I, of course, didn't see the logic in it. 
Uh, well, you know, like I'm a flag in the breeze on that one, but mostly I'm against it. Uh, but maybe. Hello. Hello. Oh, <laughs> maybe. I see. I see. You are doing the same thing. It's like, oh, boy's not going to win DB. So I, I want JB to win, and then we'll have JB to pound for another four years. Did you ever think of that, D? Oh, huh? Maybe this is like a similar thing. So when when Darren Bailey, when these commercials go, he's liberal. <laughs> he loves crime, rhyme, rhyme. He raises your taxes, waxes, axes. You know, maybe like a Democratic voter goes, oh, I, <laughs> actually, I don't know many Democrats really like crime. <laughs> well, I'll, I think I'll vote for J.B. Pritzker. I don't know. Maybe that's what he's up. I hey, I throw it out there, D, okay? All right. Because if you don't name Darren Bailey, I, but then Dennis pointed out to me, the anti-Pritzker vote downstate is probably strong, as strong, if not stronger, than the pro-Darren Bailey vote. Mm-hmm. People have signs on their yard that said Pritzker sucks long before DB was running for governor. So maybe that's their plan. Eh, don't even mention the guy. Do people just vote for the guy who's not Pritzker? Maybe that's their plan, D. Old slick dick, huh? Uh, <laughs> hmm? Yeah. Mm. That was awkward, huh? Oh, and also, man, Bailey was living on cloud nine there for a minute. I think that's everybody's dream, to get a ton of money from someone and not their input. Oh, that was great, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) Now they're telling them what to do. Uh, I think that's uh, Dan Prof's outfit, uh, that uh, that pack or whatever it is. Uh, What is it? I forget the name of it. It's it's such a joking name. But anyway, so yeah. Yeah, that's it. Now they call the shots. Hmm. So Uline's like, all right, get in line. I wonder what Uline wants Bailey to do. Like, like Bailey is already, Uline's pretty conservative. Bailey's pretty out there. So I don't know what they want Bailey to do that he's not doing. Here, I'm coming into the fence of you, DB. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, how much more conservative do you want this guy to be? You know, I, uh, you want him to turn into who? Who could he turn into? Literally, that would make uh, Uline happy. I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, he could turn into John Casp. <laughs> He's telling John Casp. So he lives in Indiana, so he can't run for governor. Sorry about that. Dude. Or they could be rallying up the MAGA vote. Maybe they figured something out about these MAGA voters. And like uh, Dick Uline's kind of being a martyr, right? So where he's just like, I'm not going to fund that downstate <laughs> dumbass. And then all the Trumpers are like, hey, don't you say that? And then they go out <laughs> and then more people go out and vote. Maybe that's what's going on. You know, could be. You know, the, the, the way people like figure MAGA, but it, you know, um, uh, the, um, the thing is, is that, by the way, I just got a text from someone breaking news. Aaron Rodgers admitted taking psychedelics. It's like the texts I get in the middle of my shows are just big news. Big news. Well, I've already said, I've set up a couple of football shows to you. I haven't told you about, so they're already the guy, the guests are getting ready for it. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, it, I'll tell you what, uh, MAGA is pretty predictable. Uh, who said Rodney, Rodney Davis said, uh, we talked about this the other day. He was, uh, he mentioned uh, in his interview with Shia Capos, Rodney Davis, the uh, congressman from downstate who was vanquished by Mary Miller uh, in the, the uh, primary and she got Trump's endorsement. Uh, and he made it clear that there's certain um, images and names uh, that trigger MAGA. And if you, put them in front of MAGA, they will respond. And one of them obviously is Donald Trump. So, uh, you know, they're pretty easy to read. D, it's not like that difficult to read MAGA. So, you know, maybe Uline knows what he's doing. Bailey's cash on hand is $493,000. It's a drop in the bucket compared to Pritzker's, oh, 60 million in the bank and plenty more in personal reserves. Republicans are worried the friction between Bailey and Uline will jeopardize the governor's race as well as uh, contest farther down the ballot. Hedge fund billionaire Ken Griffin, who put up $50 million into the failed candidacy of one Aurora Mayor Richard Irvin, 
is not going to help Bailey's attempt to unseat Pritzker at the moment. Doesn't seem like it. Uh, according to a report by WBEZ's Dave McKinney and Sun-Times' Tinas Fondellas, both guests on The Ben Jarowski Show. Uh, so Uline's involvement in Bailey's campaign uh, is seen as very crucial. Yeah. Well, Kenny G left the state. Didn't want anything to do. He's probably mad at Barrett Bailey because his guy lost, Irvin. He has left the state of Illinois. He's not hanging around, okay? He doesn't like you, Darren Bailey. He's gone. He likes Ron DeSantis. That's his guy, okay? So, uh, yeah, there. you can't look uh, to Kenny G. Uh, to, to you know, I don't think he's throwing any more. Money. What's that good? Throwing good money after bad D? No, he's he's done with that. So it's you line or bust uh, if you're uh, Darren Bailey. All right, moving on here to the ads. Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker is out with a new ad calling attention to Republican Darren Bailey's views on abortion, including an anti-Semitic comment he once made about the Holocaust in 2017. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we do have a response from Darren Bailey. Well, first, uh, we'll read what he said here. Well, I think we have the ad. Let's play the ad and then we'll take it from there. Like to hear it? Here it go. May have thought you heard everything that Darren Bailey had to say about abortion. If somebody were raped or there was a pattern of incest in the family, would you allow that woman to have an abortion? Right now, my answer is no. But that's not all Darren Bailey has said. The, uh, attempted extermination of the Jews of World War II. It doesn't even compare on a shadow of of the life that has been lost and and with abortion. Wow. Well, that uh, disturbs me every time I hear it, so it's hard for me to uh, make light of it. I uh, I mentioned it in the column I wrote earlier this week. Everybody want to check out that column. I'm kind of actually more uh, as I mean, nah, I can't say I'm also upset by some of the reaction of so many of uh, my journalistic colleagues in town who just wrote it. Oh, it's not anti-Semitism. And, uh, you know, as a Jewish guy who's uh, lost a lot of family uh, in uh, to the Nazis, I I find it exceedingly offensive to compare uh, what happened with the slaughter and millions and millions of people by uh, the German war machine. Germany lost its freaking mind and dedicated itself uh, to uh, a mass murderer. And they followed his wishes of living live, walking down the street people. And um, if you're Jewish, there's a good chance that'll never leave your, that even if you were born after it happened, uh, as I was, it just uh, will always be there. And uh, so I never understood uh, MAGA's attraction uh, to Nazis. And it's, I've seen it all along. We've talked about it so many times uh, at almost every, uh, rally that MAGA had, uh, D, uh, opposing uh, masks and mandates. There would be somebody with a swastika sign. <laughs> what? And I g- always gave credit. I got. And I don't agree with them on anything in policy, but uh, the leader of the state house for Republicans, Jim Durkin, would pretty much the only Republican in the state who consistently spoke out against it. And I always gave him credit for that because there's like some lines you shouldn't cross uh, in, a, in, a, in our country. Uh, and so Darren Bailey, he made those comments in a Facebook presentation he was giving to uh, his base, his uh, followers in the summer of 2017. I think it was summer, but it was in 2017. I don't know when it was, but uh, it was while he was gearing up to run in a primary against a Republican uh, that he was claiming was not uh, MAGA enough. So he, Bailey, was trying to prove how right-wing he was, how extreme he was. And so he was really going to hammer home that point. Uh, and, uh, and when you say that abortion is worse than um, the Holocaust, what you're really saying is I don't really care about who died in the Holocaust. And that's just the reality. Uh, it's very similar to what went down in Buffalo, where um, after 10 people were killed in that grocery store in Buffalo with the shooter, there was a, uh, there's a, a 
a Republican candidate for Congress in Florida, uh, Laura Loomer, who uh, tweeted out, uh, Planned Parenthood, something I'm paraphrasing, Planned Parenthood has still killed more black people than the shooter. So it's like, well, that's really insensitive, beyond insensitive. Uh, it's the same theme. It shows an utter disregard for the humanity that was lost, that they don't matter to you. Mark Curran, who's running for ju- for Supreme Court in Lake County, with his comments back in 2020 when he was running against Durbin, uh, d- denouncing John Lewis, the congressman, uh, because John Lewis uh, believed in abortion rights. And he talked about John Lewis as though he had personally killed thousands of black people. Sick and twisted stuff, folks. And I just, I wish there were more Republicans who would speak. I wish there were more Chicago journalists who would speak out about it. And um, so, yeah, it's scary. That kid, that guy went on that rooftop in Highland Park. Highland Park is a heavily Jewish suburb. That's no coincidence, ladies and gentlemen. It's like, who do you think he was shooting when he just started firing? The guy who goes into the synagogues just starts shooting people. Who do you think they're killing? You know, so it's a very scary time uh, for Jews in America right now in many ways. And I would like to think that our leaders, like the people who have important positions, like they're the Republican nominee for governor, would have enough sense not to say something so stupid and hateful. And I would really hope that my colleagues, you know, in the press corps would not just let them off the hook. So, D, I usually try to put a joke in, but I can't put a joke in this. On to another ad, okay? Uh, Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker uh, out with an ad criticizing downstate farmer Darren Bailey, the Republican nominee for governor, for accepting government subsidies, oh, this one. as most farmers do. Darren Bailey has taken over $2 million in government money, the same Darren Bailey who acts like he's against government support, and Bailey got caught taking a fortune in PPP money just weeks before giving $150,000 to his campaign. That's what the announcer says in the following ad that we are going to play. Guess who's really paying for Darren Bailey's campaign for governor? You are. Yes, you are. Follow along. Darren Bailey's taken over $2 million in government money. The same Darren Bailey who acts like he's against government support. And Bailey got caught taking a fortune in PPP money just weeks before giving $150,000 to his campaign. So he's running for governor courtesy of you. And Darren Bailey didn't even say thank you. Ooh, I like that voice guy. <laughs> Makes it sound more suspicious. Didn't even say thank you. <laughs> it, it was it was a different kind of voice than it. It's usually the ominous voice. Yeah, this one was like smarmy kind of. Yeah, it's just like, no, oh, he think. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a different. I don't know. <laughs> they must do focus groups. Yeah, like, which voice works? You know. Uh, <laughs> but Darren Bailey did respond to that ad. Friends, I wanted to take a moment to address out of touch billionaire JB's latest attack. Get this. J.B. Pritzker has the gall to run a TV ad attacking me for running a business and doing whatever it takes to keep people employed during tough times. J.B. Pritzker, you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. You inherited billions of dollars from your family. You have millions stashed away on islands that most folks have never heard of, let alone visited. You've never woke up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat worrying about keeping a job or managing payroll. You've literally never worked a day in your life. And you're criticizing me for how I run my farm? How dare you? You're the trust fund kid on the school playground pushing all the regular kids around and and making fun of their bagged lunches. You're the guy who ignores the speed limit on your custom-made one-of-a-kind boat while the rest of us worry about the price of gas. Boat burn! Boat burn! (laughs) Okay. I have to admit that I think uh, this is an effective counterpunch. I mean, you know, he's obviously not addressing the issues that uh, uh, JB's raising, which is a legitimate criticism uh, that... You know, so many conservatives. Now, this is this predates MAGA. Uh, will criticize anybody else who gets 
a government assistant as a low life who's sucking the taxpayer dry. Uh, but they're only too happy to take their hand out. This is one of my favorite themes when I read about tip stories in the city of Chicago. So that's a legitimate uh, criticism from Pritzker. But I mean, it, it, you might as well go there, uh, DB, because I think part of the reason why people dislike Pritzker so much is, you know, there is resentment toward him because he's so rich. You know, I mean, he is rich. And uh, we're not. We're not, <laughs> especially the two of us. And remember, oh my God, we're back in the radio days. Uh, we did so much talk about Pritzker's plumbing. Remember that day in the oh, toilet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how Pritzker tried to dodge a property tax. Uh, <laughs> those are funny commercials, too. Remember, I used to praise those commercials. Oh, that's a funny com- Pritzker's plumbing. I think they called it Pritzker's plumbing. So, but you know what? Michael Girardi, he mocked me and uh, Carlos and all the them, uh, all the lefties by saying, you know, with our tax, the rich rhetoric, D. I don't know how deep the hatred is toward rich people. You know, I mean, a lot of people want to be rich. I know I want to be rich. Just haven't made it yet. <laughs> I'm looking at that mountain right there. looks awfully imposing. So I don't know. I mean, I kind of was like, oh, that's pretty effective. But I don't know how it plays uh, with, you know, the rest of the people who are listening. Well, apparently Darren Bailey packed a lunch because there's more. Let me tell you what a hard day's work looks like. It's waking up before the sun comes up to pack 18 hours of hard physical labor into a single day during harvest. It's putting on your work boots, running tractors, plowing fields, and bandaging up calloused hands so that you can wake up the following day and do it all over again. It's worrying about crops when the weather is too dry, too wet, too hot, or too cold. It's exhaustion in every bone in your body, but knowing that people and jobs depend on you to keep putting one foot in front of the other. All over Illinois, there are people like me, farmers, yes, but also truck drivers, plumbers, electricians, grocery workers, mechanics, and so many others who put in the hours and sweat to provide for their families. These regular working folks make our state great, and they'll be the driving force behind our state's recovery. People like you and your Gold Coast friends are running our home into the ground. Governor Pritzker, you're spending millions of dollars of your family's money to attack me for how I run my business, the business that I built with my own two hands. You sit around with your soft hands laughing with your snooty friends at the downstate farmer who thinks that he can make a difference. Well, you got one thing wrong. I don't think I can make a difference. I know I can make a difference because I know what it takes to work hard and build something, and you don't have a clue. Yeah, the soft hands part. Uh, Dude, that was like pro wrestling. Yeah, no, it's out there, man. I I mean, I will never in a million years vote for Darren Bailey, but I kind of, yeah, I got to say, that's a pretty good counterpunch. And, it, and it's his way, but I'll repeat it, of avoiding the uh, the fact that he is, those hard, calloused hands of his were out, stretched, accepting soft American dollars, taxpayer dollars. Uh, and listen, this is a fundamental theme in this show. How are we going to pay for the obligations that we as a people have? And one of the obligations we have is subsidizing farmers to help protect them from the vicissitudes. How about that? I got no hate for helping out the farmers. I'm a new deal Democrat, but it's like, it costs money to do that. So where are you going to raise the money for that? If you're always talking about cutting taxes, if you're always denigrating other people who are getting assistance, why is it okay if you get assistance, but somebody in the city of Chicago, it's bad when they get assistance. So it's like he's avoiding, it's a great duck and dodge of the central accusation uh, that Pritzker is making, but he does it pretty effectively. And, you know, uh, that's why I took him seriously. I think he's a very effective 
candidate. I, we've been playing clips of his D on a regular basis since he started, uh, since he was elected to state rep. And you predicted he would be running for governor. <laughs> he, he sure did. Two years in, he was already running for governor. And the guy is good at politics. Okay. I think he's got some disturbing opinions. Uh, he's pushing himself in directions. I think are really dangerous for our country, but he's good at politics. Hey, Donald Trump was good at politics. And so this business where Democrats assist Republicans who are good at politics because they think they're easy to beat. It didn't work with Ronald Reagan. It didn't work with Donald Trump. And it scares me that they're trying it again with Darren Bailey, with Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania and so on and so forth. So the guy's good at politics, Steve. That whole thing where he's just so hurt uh, and he's put upon, he's speaking for all the working people in the state of Illinois who are also, you know, ignored. And uh, by the way, you know who makes fun of, of MAGA people probably more than anyone is Donnie Trump when they're not around. <laughs> but yeah, it's beautiful about Trump is like, he doesn't care, whatever. People don't care. So very effective, I would say, overall. The thing about the soft hands made me laugh because when it comes to football players, receivers, one of the things they always talk about, does he have soft hands? You know what I'm saying? Hey, Pritzker, maybe you should have been a football receiver. Maybe you should have played tight end for the Chicago Bears if you got soft hands. Oh, that guy's got offensive tackle written all over him. <laughs> hey, DB, too. DB's a big feller, too, D. Let's not overlook I that. He's more like a defensive end, you know? No, no, no. Uh-uh. DB is a center. Okay? <laughs> JB is an offensive tackle. No, D- D- I'm going to show you a picture of DB that I was just uh, texting to you right now. <laughs> this guy's got center written all over. Put him on the line. DB and JB. Urgh. A lot of beef on that line. <laughs> so, uh, what a state we live in. I'm glad... You know, I, I have to give him credit, man. I got to, you know. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I screw gotta... the election. I want to see these guys at WrestleMania. Oh. That's, they, Bailey just kicked it up a notch there with that promo we cut. My goodness. Soft Bailey. hands, get out of here. Can you picture, J- I can picture J.B. Pritzker in that uh, Andre the Giant onesie? <laughs> no, like sumo wrestlers more. Like sumo wrestlers. Boom. DB, J.B. All right, everybody, that is our show. Remember, you can download previous Ben Jarofsky shows, Benny J bonus interviews, and so much more. Uh, Chicago Reader, chicagoreader.com, or wherever else you download your favorite podcasts. All right, chicagoreader.com forward slash Jarofsky, J-O-R-A-V as in victory, S-K-Y. Send us an email, bennyjshow at gmail.com, and at bennyjshow, B-E-N-N-Y, the letter J show. Ben, who do we have on the lineup for this weekend's bonus interviews? Oh, my God. Well, I already said we have Nora Wiltsey, who's the Chicago uh, – Public schools librarian uh, and uh, Pogo uh, and JK, Jacob Kaplan, make the return to political know it alls. They know it all. I like to show off how much they know. Uh, and Romana Hussein, we had a lot of fun talking with her as well. So that's our weekend drops uh, coming up. And you know, it's funny, D, I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, uh, before the show began, go, yeah, we'll get a, we'll get a, like a, a short show here today. And we can't help ourselves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we can't help ourselves. All right. Uh, great show it was. I want to thank the man, the myth, the legend, the pride of joy of Alton, Illinois, without whom this show would be possible. And as J.B. Pritzker and Darren Bailey will tell you, back home in Alton, they call him Dr. D, and the D stands for Demarvelous. Give yourself a raise. Take it up, heavy cash. Have a great weekend, everybody. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.